So Sabrina and I have each prepared a 30-minute sermon each to take us well into the afternoon. <laughs> it's always either an uncomfortable laugh or a hilarious laugh because they're letting us know that can't happen. Okay, no, of course not. Uh, today, we're just uh, going to share in some reading. Um, and we're going to read from Luke chapter 1, uh, a, a quick story and then a few things that follow. I want to read the story of that our picture of this painting that we've been using throughout our series. I want to read the story that that picture depicts. That moment that Mary, the mother of Jesus, and then Elizabeth, uh, her relative, the mother of John the Baptist, the moment that they meet. And it is a profound meeting because not only is it the moment that John the Baptist in utero is introduced to his soon-to-be cousin Jesus, but this is actually our introduction to the work of the Holy Spirit in Luke's gospel. If you might know, Luke wrote both the gospel of Luke and he wrote the book of Acts. And the book of Acts is often referred to as the Acts of the Apostles. That's actually not the appropriate way to talk about it. It's the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And Luke writes these two books together and his gospel begins with the work of the Holy Spirit introducing the coming of Christ. The Holy Spirit helps to prepare the way. So this morning, we're gonna read uh, this story and then I wanna show you what happens next because after Mary and Elizabeth meet, Luke actually gives us music. He gives us four prophetic songs, words from the Holy Spirit spoken to proclaim and celebrate the coming of the Messiah. And he gives these words to four individuals. First, Elizabeth. She sings a song blessing and welcoming Mary as soon as she arrives. Then Mary sings a prophetic song. It's known as the Magnificat, which in Latin just means my soul magnifies the Lord. And then John the Baptist, his father, Zechariah, who has been silent all throughout, all throughout the pregnancy, now that John is delivered, can finally speak, and he sings a song as well. Zechariah's song is called the Benedictus or blessed be the Lord God of Israel. And then later in Luke chapter two, we meet a man named Simeon. His song is known as the Nuke Demetis, which means that you are now sending me. Luke gives us in these four songs, a worship service, an order of worship, a four part symphony. Elizabeth gives us the prelude and the call to worship. And then the service begins as Mary sings with joy and overflowing praise. We then get the humble blessing of God and the gospel proclaimed by Zechariah and then the sending out of Simeon, of all of us who see and know the Christ child and why he has come. So these are all songs inspired by the Holy Spirit announcing the good news that Christ is coming, remembering what God has done for Israel, praising him because now that good news is being offered to the whole world and then sending us out into the world as witnesses to the one who has come and turns our sorrow and our suffering into joy. So as we start to read this morning, we're picking up after the angel Gabriel has appeared to Elizabeth's husband, Zechariah. Elizabeth is now pregnant with John the Baptist. Gabriel has also appeared to Mary. She's heard the news that she is going to be the Christ bearer. And she trusts the words of this angel, but I would imagine her mind must have been reeling. It made sense that she would run to a wise older member of her family right away. So I wanna read that story and we'll read to you what follows. Today we're gonna, for the most part, let scripture speak for itself. God is doing a thing then and now, so I invite you to listen as the Holy Spirit guides us through this word together. 
So this is from Luke chapter one, and I'm gonna start in verse 39. It says, at that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And in a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. If you remember, those of you that were here a couple weeks ago, we we actually got into the manger and we wrestled with what that night must have really been like. Just for a moment, I want you to wrestle with what it must have been like for both Elizabeth and Mary to receive a message from the Lord through the voices of these angels. I mean, really think about what that might have been like. Potentially terrifying. And what do you do with that, right? What do you do with that? Do you go tell somebody? Maybe they think you're crazy. I don't know. Maybe I am crazy. (laughs) I just heard a voice from heaven. So it makes total sense that Mary would run to her relative Elizabeth and it makes complete sense that when the two of them come together, they are comforted, they are encouraged, they're affirmed, they're, neither of them are crazy. God is doing something huge in both of their lives. I think when we hear the Christmas story, sometimes we forget really what is happening and how incredible that moment must have been for both of them. I had asked the earlier service to think about this. Before the service, I asked Sabrina to think about it, to imagine what would she do if God spoke to her in a dream or appeared to her and she told me something that she had never told me before. So, God did give me an experience like that. Um, I was a boy mom, two boys, husband, lots of testosterone in the house. And there's a lot to be getting on with that. So I just felt like we were a family of four. And one time God said to me, the next one will be a girl. And I kind of acted like Sarah. I kind of laughed. And I was kind of sarcastic with God. But then I told Mike, and he received it. And he did not reject it. He was completely open to having a third child. And it took a few months for God to keep working on my heart and softening my heart until there was a time when I wanted that baby girl. And by yourself, it's terrifying and confusing, but as soon as you go and Mike confirms mm-hmm. that word and encourages you, we, we are meant to discern the word of God together. And when we hear these words, we go to brothers and sisters, family members who can help us discern what God is doing, encourage us, support us. That's exactly what's happening in this story. Mary and Elizabeth come together and it's the Holy Spirit that affirms them, that confirms the message, that encourages them, you can do this. This is going to be hard, but you can do it. And the response, even from the babies in their belly, is nothing but pure joy. So both women are now comforted, they're confirmed, they're encouraged by the Holy Spirit, and Mary sings. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name 
His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. And then into movement two, the Benedictus. After the birth and the naming of John the Baptist, his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all all our days. And you, my child, speaking to his son John, you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. And now into movement three, the nunc dimittis, ascending. After the birth of Jesus, Mary and Joseph took him to the temple in Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, and he was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. It's short, but it's simple, and it's clear and it's sweet. It is a four-part symphony of worship. Joyful praise for what God has done the blessing of God and the proclamation of the good news for all the world and then the sending of God's people with a gospel that will turn that world upside down. And the worship leader throughout these stories in Luke 1 and Luke 2 is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit itself. We often think in scripture that in the Old Testament it's God the Father and then in the gospels we get Jesus and then later on the the Holy Spirit arrives. That is not how it works. God is present in Father, Spirit, and Son in Genesis 1. And I apologize that the earlier service that rhymed. I didn't intend for that to rhyme, but it's, it's true. It's, 
The triune God is there in Genesis 1 and active all throughout. And when we get even to the Gospels, it's the Holy Spirit preparing the way, putting words in people's mouths, comforting their hearts as they realize what is about to happen. The Holy Spirit leading through the voice of a young girl in Galilee, an older woman in a town outside Judea, and her husband who was a doubting priest. And then using a man that we've never met before who just happens to be in the streets of Jerusalem at the right time, at the right place. And they're all proclaiming the good news that Emmanuel, God with us, has come. So this morning we thought it would be good just to let those scriptures speak for themselves, to let the inspiration of the Holy Spirit lead us, yes, to the manger at this time, but also to the cross, to the empty tomb, and ultimately in the end to that great white throne of God to that glorious day that we all anticipate when Christ returns and makes all things new. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And glory to God in the highest. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to men of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We thank you all for your immense glory. Lord God, King of heaven, God the Father Almighty, God the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you who take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You who take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us, accept our prayers. You who sit on the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For only you are holy. You only are the Lord. You only are the most high Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. And all God's people said. Amen. Amen.